We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out bluewirepods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. Hey there. Welcome to Binge the Bucks, a special narrative podcast series focusing on the Milwaukee Bucks 2019 playoff run and part of the Eurostep podcast. I'm Ty Windish, and I'm here with Rohan Kadi, my guy, to break down Game 4 in the second series in this playoff run, a 113-101 victory over the Boston Celtics in Boston. Rohan, this Giannis Antetokounmpo guy is pretty good, I think. You know, that's that's a hot take for right now, but yeah. I feel like I feel like he might have a place in this league in the future. Because he, he, he showed might. some signs in this game. He did show some signs in this game. This was... He flashed his potential. For- yeah, just briefly. Very Thonmaker-esque. Um, I forgot this was such a crazy honest game, but it really was. The rest of the starters, on the most part, bad. Kind of some some good Bledsoe, really bad Chris Middleton, really bad most everybody. Solid George Hill and Pat C again, but Giannis, like, clearly stole the show. No other buck scores more than 15 points. Luckily, Giannis comes through with 39 of them, 16 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, 1 block. He shoots 15 for 22 from the field, 7 for 10 from free throw range, or free throw line, excuse me, and 2 for 5 from deep. Just an absolute annihilation of the Celtics by Giannis in this game. Yeah, it was, it was very, it, like you said, it was very needed. Like, no other buck was sort of stepping up, so the MVP put the team on his back. Like, he, like it's sort of expected of him to do. And when the team needs him in big moments, he definitely provided in this game. Because this was, this was a big game in the series. Because they were up 2-1 at this point. 
uh, but they were still on the road. Marcus Smart was back for Boston. And even though, like, say what you will about him as a player, but he is a huge chemistry boost for this team. Like, just in general. He is he is the Boston Celtics. Yeah, in a lot of ways, yeah. So um, he was coming back for this game. Boston was getting hyped because, like, like, because he was coming back. And then, like I said, it was two. They were down 2-1, and they still had this one home game. So they needed they needed to win this game. They really did. You can't drop three in a row and expect to come back from 3-1 down. So they really needed to win this game to have a chance in the series. And they did not. And a big part of the reason, Kyrie again with puts up a decent point total, 23 points, shoots 7-22 from the field to get there. A lot of uh, free throw help. And Boston's bench, uh, Marcus Smart, we'll get to his first moment after coming back. It was huge. I think the loudest I heard the the Boston fans in, in this whole well in this whole in the two games but still um, crazy wild moment but to, in total the Celtics bench shoots three for seventeen from the field and scores seven points just not enough even when Chris has a bad night but let's get into it unless you have anything else to go over before the first quarter begins nah the first quarter begins uh, like it does it seems like it has for the first three games of the series where Boston just starts out hot. Um, mm-hmm. Early, they're just they're just getting rolling early. Everything seems to be crisp on the offensive end, and they were locked in defensively. Milwaukee was really struggling offensively, uh, like we said, aside from like Giannis. Um, but it was it was extremely evident in that first quarter that this was going to be a game where Giannis needed to step up. Um, like before, like a buzzer beating Pat Connaughton three, they only had <laughs> nineteen points in the first quarter. Yeah, that's that's um, a yikes. It, it's it's so sad too because this ends up being such a bad Chris game, but it starts off like literally. I think the first play of the game is a beautiful. Chris, it looks like it's gonna be a beautiful Chris game. He just grabs a ball from Tatum as he's like twisting to make a pass. Like Chris just you just yanks the ball away. Yeah, he just just yeah, the ball that quick. It truly it did look like that. Uh, he finds Bledsoe on the drive. Yeah, I have Giannis's name a lot throughout the game notes for this. Um, he does a nice turnaround one-hander, like kind of floater thing from mid-range, and I feel like that going in definitely gave him some extra confidence, although I don't know if he needed that. Uh, he spins into an and one in this quarter. He does pick up a very BS-looking foul on an Al Horford drive, which stinks, but, you know, Kyrie, I will say, if you just watched, like, not didn't pay that much attention to, you know, misses, you just looked at, like, the highlights from these games, Kyrie looks like so phenomenal. Like when Kyrie is making these shots, he looks so good. He makes a beautiful layup in this first quarter. Chris hits his first, I think one of his first, maybe his first three of the game. But as I mentioned earlier, Marcus Smart does return. Immediately, it feels like hits a three. Mm -hmm. It was immediately. It was immediately, yeah. Boston goes crazy. Like that is easily the loudest I heard TD Garden. It, in these two games that, that the Bucks were in Boston. I mean, it like you can tell, it's not just like the internet that loves Marcus Smart. I think he is, like he means a lot to this franchise, this this era of this. I mean, I'm saying he's up there with Bill Russell, but like or Larry Bird, but to this Celtics teams, the ones he's been on, he is such a crucial contributor. For sure. Like I said, he's such, he's not only just like a great player, like he's, he's a very good player, very good, def- great defender, sorry. Uh, he's worked on his offensive game a lot. He used to be a liability from distance, and now his first shot of the game is a three. 
and he's just he's the ultimate glue guy yeah he just he, he puts this team together he will do all the dirty work for you he's just he's the guy that you hate if you're the offense like the other team sorry but you love him to death if he's on your team yeah fortunately for the bucks right after that make he went back to being a liability yep. from the mm-hmm. point range he misses his next he took seven shots in this game they were all threes he missed his next six of them which was fortunate but yeah pat c gets a nice layup and then hits the buzzer beater as you mentioned get the bucks to the 22 points right after he misses a buzzer beater in the end of the second quarter last game pat c taking a lot of buzzer beaters in this series mm. well it's it's easy to find them open in the corner because yeah he he's fast he'll sprint down the floor down the floor excuse me and straight to like usually the left corner and Giannis knows where to find it I think every team could use a Pat Connaughton. They really could. They could use the good version of Pat Connaughton. Yeah. Well, it varies like how where he's going to be in any team's rotation, but like I you, I could see a spot for him anywhere. Yeah, that's fair. He's just a, he's a classic energy guy that can make great plays. Yeah, every team could use a Pat Connaughton. And he'll help, you know, he'll help your other players make some money on real estate, which is nice. <laughs> uh, as you said, uh, as as was a trend, I think coach Bud actually talks about it in, a, in an in-game interview at the start of the second quarter. The Bucks do start off down again, as they do pretty much every game. It felt like this series. Um, Celtics win that first quarter, 30-22, to but the Bucks do win the second quarter. Do you have any more first quarter stuff? No, it was just it was just rough for the Bucks. Like Obviously, yeah. Giannis got it going. He went 3-for-5 from the field, 2-for-3 from the line. Uh, like he, he had eight points, but it was just the Bucks. they didn't really figure it out. No, and it's it truly, it felt like this was a game where I kind of remember going like, well, if the, the Celtics taking this one makes sense, right? Yeah, like if this they, is a very if they good lose Celtics this game, team. it's not the worst thing in the world. The Bucks, yes. Yes, yes. yes like this this would be like the Celtics come back and, you know, swing back. They're gonna they're not going to lose both in Boston. I mean, they're going to win one in Boston. That's what, that's what happens when you play in Boston. But little did I know as a non-believer, I think at the time, that was that was how I felt. That would uh, not be the case. So the Bucks do win the second quarter, 25-19. to 19. Um, We get more Kyrie trying to defend Giannis with the same results. I mean, Giannis, I, I think Zach Lowe, when he talks about Trey Young, describes him as like uh, either like a paper bag or like a wet napkin sometimes, mm-hmm. I think. Just like, just not really any like sort of resistance. He's there. He exists. Yeah. Like Barely. theoretically. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, he's <laughs> defending, but not really, and that's that's how easy it is. He's to be technically to in between the player and the basket. Yes, in, in some sometimes sense of the word for a couple seconds at least. <laughs> um, yeah, Giannis is scoring him really easily. Jalen Brown and ends up with a very easy wide open corner three. Smart dimes. Fun thing about my notes for this: Horford is capitalized every time because uh, I all caps him when Giannis made him bite on the pump fake. So mm. now my my iPad automatically capitalizes Horford. So every time I read it now in the notes, I think about that pump fake and him just slowly flying through the air. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Good uh, times. But, yeah, very good times. Did you remember the random weird Ursan buzzer beater in this? 
Yeah, where he just, like, he had the ball, what they inbounded it with, like, what's five seconds or something left on the it shot? It might have even been less, yeah. It was, there was, like, almost no time. Yeah, and then Ursan's just like, I don't know what to do. And so he just, like, <laughs> he fakes passes a couple times, then, like, steps into a step back somehow. He very much did not, he did not look like he knew what to do at <laughs> then all he was just in like, that situation. Oh, I guess I have to get a shot up, and then he makes it. <laughs> How many times do you think in Ursan's in NBA career, a team... Like in, in a situation like this, inbounded Ursa on the ball. That's a good point. Was this the first time? Maybe it might have been. It might have been the first time because it looked like it was his first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. Um, it's yeah, it, it reminds like me of, of when a... Kyle Korver gets the ball like in the middle of the paint. It's just like I yeah. don't know what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, like I feel I like did, I should. I'm know supposed what to, to do dribble the ball. Like, I guess. Like, I think that's what people do when they're over here. <laughs> Meanwhile, the opposite end of the spectrum is Pat C, who's, like, very convinced he always knows what to do, but yeah. doesn't doesn't always work out. Um, Chris hits a double-clutch layup. Yeah, Chris had some wild driving finishes in the yeah, series, like just this... as a whole. It's You don't really see that a lot, but it goes back to our earlier point of just, like, it was just, like, earlier in the series, I should say, just sort of... Chris needs to fit into the the system of hitting threes and layups only. But now compared to this season where he's working a lot more in like the mid-range and you don't really see him getting to the rim as much, I feel like yeah. compared to his... Um, like It wasn't the amount of threes that went down for him a lot this season, though they did go down. It's just a lot of the rim, like shots at the rim. Like those don't exist anymore for him. Right, which is actually... We'd like to see more of them. Yeah, because he's evidently like a really good finisher. Yeah, in this series, absolutely. Um, at one point, Giannis ends up sort of, I don't know if it was a switch or if the Celtics just kind of wanted to do this because they were just on some weird stuff, but Giannis is driving with Kyrie defending him while Horford ends up on Chris, and he just tosses it back to Chris who cooks Horford. Then Chris makes another three. Again, this looked like it was going to be such a good Chris game, but that would be his last three-pointer of the night. And then he does foul Marcus Morris on an N1 triple. So... Even though this, the Bucks do win, you know, tighten this game up going into halftime again for the second straight game. Still, the Celtics were in control at halftime, which is not exactly where you want to be. No, it was not. They they were up from what forty nine forty seven at the half, and it just it felt like all of the other games, because you know Boston had the lead at halftime. I mean, given in game two, Milwaukee had a small lead at halftime, but it was just it was yeah. again it was really close going into the going into the half. Because it felt like Boston would get on a run early, then Milwaukee would fight their way back. Like th- it was the same story every game, and it just continued in this one where it was a little, little less scoring. Because you know neither team had gotten to fifty points, which is wild to yeah, see. Yeah, they were both in this, both clanking a lot of threes. Yeah, just absolutely wild to see neither team score fifty points, especially such offensively potent teams like Boston and Milwaukee. Yeah. Like, you can credit good defense, you can uh, just say they were missing a lot of shots, whatever it is. It was 49-47 Boston going into the half. And it was just, Giannis was just on constant attack. Like, he had eight points in the first quarter, seven points in the second quarter. Like, he he just kept on pushing and pushing. Yeah, and we would see even more pushing in the uh, in the second half. Do you have any other second quarter stuff? Uh, no, I'm good. Like, Middleton, you said... He he got ten points in the second quarter. It took him ten shots to get there, so it it was this was this was not a good Chris game. Already laboring, and it got worse from there. Unfortunately, yep. 
Um, maybe maybe a result of Boston kind of keying in on him after he was cooking them earlier, but also just not not good enough from Chris. No. So with uh, obviously we're breaking down a game right now from the 2019 playoffs. There is currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB on, so you might think that there's nothing to bet on, but you would be thinking wrong. Our exclusive partner, BetOnline.ag, still has hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on. Or you can let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. They're all open 24 hours a day, and they're all completely online, including their $750,000 poker series. If you're into props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the weather. Visit their website and join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Be sure to use promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. So, Rohan, we move on to the third quarter. Uh, the Bucks do win this quarter, but it, it really takes them a while to get there. What are your initial third quarter takes, takeaways and thoughts? Uh, just one of my notes that I've written down is just George Hill is so good so good (laughs) he was so big like we've talked about how crucial george hill was in this entire series but it was very evident in this third quarter because again like the teams were just going back and forth and then george hill when the when boston seemed like they were gonna oh maybe they're gonna maybe they're gonna leap out and take like a small lead here george hill would just respond back with a bucket it was it was just wild to see how much this team relied on george hill uh, and he he delivered like they needed him to step up and they did I, sorry he did he did step up Eric Bledsoe had he only had four points but they they were huge baskets uh, one mm-hmm. of them was early and one of them was sort of middle to late-ish in the third where Boston was like oh I think they had like a big momentum play I can't remember exactly what it was then Eric Bledsoe just it- comes back and responds yeah, he hits two layups in a row. The second one was an and one, but he missed the free throw. The, the momentum play was a Horford three. Ah, uh, yeah. So it actually, it's back and forth early in the quarter. Uh, Tatum gets an and one on Nico Miritich, who again. He was just, just getting cooked. He just can't do a thing about it. Um, so I, this is the honest with the three earlier in the quarter, too. I mean, we talked about his comfort level on threes. This one looked pretty comfortable. I mean, he was just in control in this game. But So it's a tie game after a Giannis dunks in, in reply to that Tatum and one. Then Horford hits that three to open up a three-point Celtics lead, and then Bledsoe comes in it back with a four-point run of his own. But even from there, like this thing is just back and forth, back and forth. A lot of Urson stuff, which kind of explains why you know, a lot of Urson involvement makes sense why the Bucks couldn't pull away. But as you mentioned, George Hill just absolutely massive. I mean, I, I tried to log all of them, so he gets to the basket and misses. Urson puts it back. This is around the end of the third quarter. It's about a tie game at this point. And again, this is no Giannis minutes. This was really the the wild no Giannis run in, in the third quarter. Um, I, I kind of talked about that last game, this last pod. This was actually a bigger one and, and kind of the one I, I meant to talk about. Um, so tie game near the end of the third quarter. George Hill layup. George Hill three to take a four-point lead. Pat Condon smacks a Terry Rozier shot i think it was a, it was actually a jumper not a layup and then finishes the fast break slam classic George it's, the, it's gets... the classic pat played blocking the perimeter yep. and then leaks out for a dunk i just want to say that pass by sterling brown was incredible it was yeah, a mid-air was. two-handed dime which it, some great sterling moments yeah in it's like people focus on pat on that play that sterling pass was incredible 
a touchdown. See, if if I'm if if I was like a GM of another team watching all this, I would consider, you know, maybe let's let's give Sterling Brown a, a little two year contract, maybe with like a non guaranteed second year or something. This there's some stuff there. Yeah, for sure. If if we can develop him a little bit, there's some there's some stuff there. But uh, uh, Pat gets a layup smacked, and then uh, Tatum gets a make. But I think the big takeaway: the Bucks again are able to to not just you know weather the storm in a non Giannis run. They're able to win that run, and it's just such a game changer when you can do that. Mm. Because I did not remember that Giannis was in foul trouble. Because he yeah. picked up his fourth foul, like I can't remember when in the third. But he he played less than four minutes in the quarter. I just That's it's crazy. weird because I remember this being a big Giannis game, but it's it's hard to associate big Giannis games with foul trouble because usually when Giannis gets into foul trouble, he doesn't have like a big scoring output. He usually is more reserved and is less in attack mode. He's worried about like you know fouling out. Um, but he he was just he was going ballistic the entire game. And, yeah, just that, that foul that took him out, it was, I, I don't really remember it, but he still scores seven points in less than four minutes in the quarter. But, yeah, the Jan, the Jan, Giannis, the non-Jan, the non-Giannis minutes in this quarter were huge because they, they needed it. Like you were saying, they were going back and forth uh, because, again, this series was way closer than people remember it. Uh, but when it's going back and forth and you don't have your best player on the court, it's it's hard to expect to win. But the Bucks, they they really did. I think this is pretty comfortably Giannis's best playoff game ever. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And I think is. that it, it could sound silly at first, so I'm looking at the game log right now. It's his second highest scoring output in a playoff game, but the first one was game four against the Pistons where he had 41. And it's like, great I mean I mean the Bucks just absolutely rolled and I mean he was a difference maker I mean that matters don't get me wrong but the context of this game was so much different he shoots better from the field and from three in this game he ends up shooting 68 percent from the field in this game 40 percent from three like I mentioned 16 boards which is the most or no the tied for or it's the third most he's ever had he, he had 23 boards uh in a later game in this playoff run but by uh, basketball references game score at least this was the best one I would argue with the context how close it was how it ended this series probably Giannis's finest playoff no game. I didn't really think about that but I wouldn't have to completely agree with you I can't think of another performance that really stands out like this one in his postseason career I was thinking maybe like early game like what was that 20 2017 16 sorry against toronto where he just sort of came out and he's like oh i'm actually like a superstar uh yeah he had a he had a 30 and 17 game in that series the 2017 raptors series yeah so that that's up there for sure oh 2017 not 16 you're right um but yeah it was that's the only thing i can think of but that's just sort of like a he he was breaking out uh this was just this was in another level this is like putting him in like the top two players in the league conversation yeah fun uh fun feature podcast idea going through Giannis's best playoff games Ooh. but uh we'll file that one away do you have any other third quarter stuff um no just that you know Nico Miritis just kept getting cooked as we've said too many oh. times which way too many that's times. kept really Boston into this game uh yeah but yeah the third quarter ends Milwaukee wins it by 10 so they they go into the fourth quarter with a solid lead but that's when they sort of, that's when it's MVP Giannis on full display. 
It sure is. And again, like this is another one where, you know, you ca- I kept I have this like memory and there's this narrative that you know the, the Celtics team quit and with Kyrie they were just ruined and they didn't really try. But to start the fourth quarter they go on a bit of a run. They do. You know, they're making some buckets. They're they're passing really well and it's it's far from a foregone conclusion. Uh, a couple minutes into this fourth quarter. No, for sure. Like Boston, they were coming out. They were executing everything they needed to well because this, like I said at the top, this was a must-win game for them. And they they sort of felt that intensity in the fourth quarter because, you know, fourth quarter, it's do-or-die time. And it was just like, even though Boston was coming out and scoring really, really well, Giannis, he, he he was the best player on the court by far. And that's this is what happens. He scores 17 points mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter on six of nine from the field. Nice. Uh, five of seven from the <laughs> uh, free throw line. Seven rebounds, one assist, only one turnover. And he had a block in there. It was just, it was beautiful. He was just getting and one after and one, just dagger dunks. It was, for some reason, Kyrie was still picking him up. And then yeah. that contributed to Giannis just destroying. I didn't realize he played the entire fourth quarter. Yeah, he he single-handedly was like I'm going to put this thing away yeah. now. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what And that he did. yeah, that's exactly what happened. Like usually we would see like Pat Connaughton or something get, you know, get going a little bit. He didn't even take a shot in the fourth quarter. Uh George Hill only took 3 shots. Giannis takes 9 shots. He 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 proved he was the best player in the conference, maybe the league. Yeah, so uh Giannis early gets a reverse layup and one on Kyrie. Uh, but Jalen Brown answers with a nice layup. Then Jason Tatum hits a three to pull it to seven. Horford gets a post-up bucket on, I think, George Hill. Yep. And then Giannis comes back with an and one in transition. Kyrie is kind of, it's kind of a pretty, kind of a touch foul. But Kyrie picks it up. He's on the ground afterward. He just looks exhausted. And I was like, oh, is this finally the moment when this thing is just over? And Kyrie comes back and hits his own and one. Like, it's still, this team didn't just, like, stop. Um, but they didn't really get a choice in the matter. George Hill, one of his shots was a beautiful driving layup, and Giannis just comes through with a slam, and Jalen Brown's able to answer with a three? No, go ahead. No, it was an and-one slam. Oh, yeah. He had, like, how many many of those free throws were and-ones? Like, at least three. Yeah, I I can remember three or four. Probably more. But... He just was finishing through contact. Yeah, it was was Chris going in transition to George Hill. George Hill misses the open layup, I believe. And then Giannis is just there to clean it up, takes the rebound away from Horford, and then dunks on Kyrie or Marcus. I can't remember yeah. it. Was it Kyrie? Uh, the, that was the, definitely one of the ones was on Kyrie. Yeah, and just dunks on a smaller Celtic, a smaller, lesser human being uh, <laughs> who fouled him. Like it, yeah. George Hill blew a wide open two points, and Giannis turned it into three. Yes, correct. Um, that the Kyrie on Giannis matchup just kept happening, and it's like I couldn't. I thought like initially like. Were they trying to, like, hunt cross matches? They weren't. They were just... No, Boston no. was just somehow ending up with Kyrie on Giannis the entire time. And, like... Yeah. I, I don't know. I just... I was thinking, like, there's no way that Kyrie's actually doing this on purpose, right? Like, there's just no way. This doesn't make any sense. But that's what it was. <laughs> but just... And it, it was, like... I, thought, I like... Maybe a couple times. Sure. I could see sure. it. Like, he's like, you know what? I can I can get into the ball. I can get into his dribble. I can draw charges. Like, we've seen some smaller players have some success doing that. So maybe he tries it once or twice. But at this point, like, dude, you've gotten cooked so many you've times. Never like, give it up. Not, it felt like not even once. Nope. 
Yeah, I, I had that written down too. I was like, are the Bucks hunting mismatches? And then you look closer, like, no, no. they're not. No, that's that's just the mismatches what Boston are, wanted gi- for some are being gifted to them. There was a yeah, it was just wild wild thought process. There was a really great Bledsoe moment, a couple moments in a row. He hits a nice layup, and again, it's decently close. But the Bucks were up, I think, around double digits at this point. Um, but he hits the nice layup. And then Tatum is driving on Nico and absolutely about to put him on a damn poster. Like, this thing was looking like it was going to be vicious. I mean, Tatum extends the offhand, knocks him back, is rising up for a dunk, and Bledsoe smacks it out of bounds. Absolutely steps over him. Like, absolutely Mm -hmm. steps over him and is yelling. I had to go and look back in, like, three different game notes just to make sure I didn't somehow miss a technical from that because he absolutely deserved one. Uh, beautiful play. Bledsoe really saving his guy Nico's uh, hide on that one. But and then Giannis comes back with another dunk, just for good measure at that point. But the Bucks had put this thing away by then. The MVP had put this thing away almost by himself, definitely with some help from George Hill and, and Bledsoe. But uh, just a dominant fourth quarter after a very good end of the third quarter. And I mean, it ended the series. Yeah. No. At this point, the series was over. It, there's there's no coming back from when you're down three one and you're going on the road like, well, you know it has it's happened. happened one time, it's, <laughs> well twice twice, yeah, uh, that I can remember think of at least, but it's for a Celtics team that was just absolutely they were getting demoralized by the end of this game. Giannis was just dunking and screaming in everyone's faces, and you could just see on like Jalen Brown's face, like Jalen Brown had the most energy probably in this entire series. And you could just see yeah. that he was just like, "Are you are you kidding me right now?" Like, yeah, this is this is done. This is when it started to really be like, "Okay, now now it's, it's done. Now, now we're at the point over. where they're like, watch, we're gonna watch, we're gonna watch Game Five and be like, oh wow, it was actually a one point <laughs> game with two minutes.' I don't, I don't think that's the yeah, case. I don't believe it was. Uh, just on memory, I haven't rewatched it yet, but yeah, this this series is over. The Celtics were beaten. They were they were beaten mentally, and they were down three one in the series. Like, I just look back. No, yeah, no, it was no, no, yeah. no. Okay, we're we're gonna have a really fun time uh, next episode. But uh, I am too. But yeah, I have series vibe. Just it's over. It's over. Uh, it's, Vince Carter. It's over. What a great moment. Yeah. It's just. Um, yeah. It. It's just. They. They. They realize that this. This is our team. This is we're a sixty win one seed in the East without LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> without LeBron is is huge to note there, but. Uh, yeah, I uh, I don't have anything else from this one. Yeah, I just it was it was a very fun game. It was a close game again. Like these these games are sort of blending together for me because they all like they're sort of the same. It was very yeah, very similar blueprints for a lot of these Bucks wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like these three games that they've won in a row now, they were just they were close, and then the Bucks sort of like figured it out. I can't remember who said this uh, recently about this t- like the Bucks this season. But it just sort of like the Bucks don't like. Obviously, they're a historically dominant team, like even dating back to last season. But they don't sort of like just come out and go on Warriors esque runs, uh, to like peak Warriors, not like this year's Warriors, right. uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Warriors esque runs where they're just like going twenty zero on you. You know, they just it's a slow drip, and then you think you're in the game, and then all of a sudden you're just playing good basketball, and then you're down double digits. Right. It's just it's yeah, a it's, slow it's... drip. And then it's inevitable, like they know. Yes, yeah. um, but yeah, if that's all you have for this episode, I guess I have to say that we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Binge the Bucks here on the Eurostep. Uh, we're hoping you're enjoying these episodes, but if you do, 
please tell us and leave a rating and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure you tell all your family and friends about it who need content, you know, during their uh, social distancing quarantine time. Uh, Make sure you check out all of the podcasts across the Blue Wire Network. We're all trying to provide you guys content for, you know, these times where, you know, you need something in your life to sort of pick you up. Um, But I guess all I have to say is please be safe out there and we will talk to you next time. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.